Welcome to episode 43. Have you ever tried adding things to your weekly schedule like meal prep or cooking every night or going to the gym each day? And to fit it in, you ended up in bed later than usual or to make it to the gym, you're getting up earlier than usual each morning. If this sounds familiar, then today's episode is for you because we're talking about the relationship between sleep and fat loss. And of course, a little bit on how you can hack the system. Also, I have a competition winner to announce. Who is it? Is it going to be you? Let's find out. Let's get into it. Welcome to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. You've tuned in because you want to start taking your health seriously, so you don't, well, get sick and die. Here we talk all things health, nutrition, and human optimization. Let's jump into it with your host and resident scientist, Maddie Lansdowne. What's up, my healthy friends? Welcome to another episode of the show. I hope you've had a green vegetable kind of week because they're the best kinds of weeks. (laughs) Um, I've got some really cool stuff for you today on fat loss, that thing that almost everyone that types the word diet into Google is looking for. But of course, as you most likely know already from listening to this show, most diets are not sustainable and it is about optimizing your lifestyle. And with that comes a gradual and then permanent upgrade of the nutritional intake that you provide for your body each and every day, not just for a six or 12 week deprivation period in the hope that the number on the scale decreases. And then by week, you know, 13, you end up celebrating with the food that you weren't allowed to eat for the six to 12 weeks, inherently sabotaging your movement forward and therefore making the diet completely unsustainable and useless in the long run. Beyond useless, to be honest, because it completely ruins your metabolism playing with it like that. And that is counterintuitive, my friends. All right, before I dive into it, I want to chat on two particular points. I'm going to announce the winner of the one-on-one diet and lifestyle optimization coaching session valued at over $500, which I've been running that competition for the last 12 weeks, which has flown by. I can't believe we're here already. But before I announce the winner, I do just want to extend a huge thank you to everyone that was involved in the Ultimate Business Detox. Now, if you follow me on social media, then you would have seen on Instagram or Facebook or maybe even LinkedIn that um, for the most part of the last week, um, or virtually all the last week, I was there for nine days in Queenstown in New Zealand. And I was lucky enough to be one of the international presenters at the Ultimate Business Detox Retreat, which was all about a holistic approach to upgrading and improving the lives of business owners so that they can therefore get more results in their business. And if you're curious, my topics were on stress, also intermittent fasting, and also energy hacks, which is centered around nutritional intake, hydration, and sleep, of course, which is what we're talking about today. But I just want to you know, do a big thank you to not only all the guests that attended and, you know, shared their, their space, their vulnerability and trust with me, particularly in their one-on-ones talking about, you know, your health journey one-on-one with somebody who's really, really very much a stranger or relatively new to you. Um, I'm really grateful for the people that felt safe in that space and allowed me to help on their transformational journey. And just a big shout out to the fellow coaches that I sat on the panel with for the four days that we were in this intensive transformational period with these guys. And we had Aldwin Altenay, Serena Carley, Kelly Valentine, Craig Carr, and of course, Trish Love. Now, these humans are phenomenal. I learned so much sitting by, by them and I was honored to be considered, you know, one of the coaches uh, to, to be able to have a spot on, on the table, you know, with these guys. So, and you know, the, at this event, it was sort of looking, as I said, a holistic approach to business. So, I was obviously the health speaker, but we had mindset speaker, we had sales speakers, we had 
finance speakers, we had marketing speakers um, and, and media. So, it was just absolutely phenomenal. And Queenstown is, oh my God, it's serene. You know, once upon a time, we might have said it looked like a postcard, but these days, I'm going to say that it looks like, you know, the background on your computer. It's so serene. And yes, I might be a bit of a Lord of the Rings geek. <laughs> no, I don't own the ring. I didn't buy it with all my lawn mowing money when I was a teenager. <laughs> but where we were in Queenstown was some of the scenes shot in Lord of the Rings, particularly for the nerds out there, for the geeks, Mordor, the scenes of Mordor, it was just, it made me crazy. You know, I loved it. Um, I got to bungee jump. I got to, you know, go down the, the river and the rapids in a 760 horsepower speedboat. It was just it was just phenomenal. I got to see snow for the first time, by the way. 30 years of being on the planet and only just touched snow, you know, like, so it was just ridiculous. But a big thank you to all of the people that included me that shared their space with me and allowed me to be a part of their transformational journey across those days. Thank you so much. And I really can't wait until we do it all again, especially if it's going to be in Queenstown because it's absolutely gorgeous. All right. Now to the winner of the one-on-one diet and lifestyle optimization online coaching session. That is a mouthful. All right, we need a drum roll for this, please. Well, I'm actually a drummer, for those that don't know, in my non-podcast life. (laughs) So, this should be pretty easy to sort this out. Hang on a sec. There we go. So, the winner is Stevie Esp. ESP, Stevie ESP. He has shared the show a bunch of times via Instagram and wrote this awesome review on Apple Podcasts, which says, I will read it right now. Gave it five stars. What a legend. And he wrote, Great, great, great. Finally, a podcast which is fun and breaks down the complexities of health and performance and presents them in a simpler and manageable way. Recommended. Thanks so much, Stevie. I can't wait to sit down with you and do this one-on-one session. It's going to be great. We're going to get your health trajectory in an improved and optimized direction so that you can maximize summer. Summer's on the way here in Australia. So, you know, it's going to be amazing. And I just wanted to say thanks so much. I'll be reaching out to you real soon. So, we're going to make some cool stuff happen together. And kudos to everyone and anyone that reviewed the show and shared these episodes via social media. There's a bunch of you guys that have tagged me in stories, you know, across the last few months. So, I'm really grateful. And Without all of you listening, there would be no point to being here at all for me. So, thank you for making this journey completely worthwhile and I really hope that I've contributed to your own personal journeys in a positive way because that is my mission. All right. So, now the formalities are out of the way, let's jump into today's episode. So, what are we talking about? So, we're talking about the relationship between sleep and fat loss and, you know, it's a, it's going to be a bit surprising for a lot of people out there but... We're going to give you at the end a little bit of hack, the hack, the hack, the hack, the hack, the bit that makes you actually make change, right? So, why are we talking about this? We're talking about this because the more and more that I talk publicly about this kind of stuff and it was re, you know, it was confirmed to me again in Queenstown is that we really just don't consider sleep to be important. It's the first thing that we're willing to sacrifice for our business, for our corporate career, for our loved ones, for ourselves to try and get more of this, more of that, more of anything. The first thing to go off the list is always sleep, always sleep. And the thing is, sleep is the master health variable. 
I'm not kidding. Your relationship quality, your mental health standard, the dietary intake that you choose to put into your body each day, these are directly governed by and correlate directly with the amount of sleep and the sleep quality that you get each day. And that accumulates over time. So, we have what's called a sleep debt. Now, most people are in a chronic sleep debt from years and years and years of sacrificing sleep for other parts of their health, for other parts of their life. And the truth is that that is not your fault, right? And a lot of the things I talk about on here, you need to know, is not your fault. But it is your responsibility. And the simple fact that you're listening to this episode shows that you are being responsible. You're taking initiative to absorb education and information to make change. And the bit about making actual change, I'll share with you at the end. So, it's not your fault because this is societal programming. We're all taught to go, 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 go. You know, you can sleep when you're dead kind of thing. And you just can't. (laughs) You've got to sleep to stay alive, right? And some of that stuff is what I'm going to share with you. Today's episode is specifically around fat loss, but this goes much broader than that because fat loss is just one variable that we're talking about and it goes completely out of whack when we have a lack of sleep. So, consider that same logic for every other health variable that goes on in your body with a lack of sleep, all right? So, it's not just fat loss. Remember, the body is a complex array of systems that are all intertwined together and there's no one system that has one outcome on another. It's all tethered together and has multiple impacts on one another in either direction, right? So, I want to dive into this because I've got a bunch of points. What have we got here? Let's have a look. We've got seven points. Seven points that are all backed by research that I want to share with you about the relationship between fat loss and sleep. And hopefully, this will motivate you to make some change. All right. So, here we go. We've got number one. So, number one is a lack of sleep lowers your metabolism, right? It lowers your metabolism. Now, this might seem counterintuitive. Most people might think, well, my t- metabolism might have to go up to keep the body going because it's, you know, it's, it's staying awake for longer. I'm using more energy when I'm awake. So, maybe the metabolism needs to go up to be able to keep up with that. Wrong. It is, in fact, the opposite. Why is that? So, the metabolism drops because it needs to keep the body going for an unknown period of time. Let me explain. Imagine you would just go to the supermarket normally like you always do, you know, every couple of days or once a week, you're getting all the food for the week. But imagine all of a sudden the food supply stopped and the only food you had was what was left in your cupboard, right? What do you do immediately? You start rationing it, right? So, you start being like, all right, this this one apple for today. So then tomorrow, we will only have one apple. You know, say you've got 10 apples. You know, we're going to ration these 10 apples out between the family, one a day for 10 days or a can of beans or, you know, whatever it might be. But you start rationing because why? It's an unknown period of time that you will go without food or more importantly, go without a food supply. It's exactly the same for your metabolism. So, your metabolism drops because once you've exceeded the amount of hours that you should be awake and functioning normally, your body then goes into overdrive and the same kind of thing. It needs to ration its resources. So, it lowers the metabolism to be like, all right, we'll just burn a little bit of energy here. All right, we'll switch off some of those systems over there. We don't really need those because those systems aren't essential to our function and survival right now. So, it, it, it lowers the metabolism, right? 
And, of course, most people are in a sleep debt every single day, right? And so, over time, this just builds up. And slowly, over time, each day, each week, each year, your metabolism slowly drops and drops and drops and drops and it becomes more and more and more and more difficult to get your metabolism high enough to burn any fat at all. These are the kinds of people that go on diets and nothing happens, right? Or there's a small shift and it's usually probably water weight from, you know, shifting a few carbs or, you know, a bit of restriction, uh, calorie restriction, but and it's usually water weight, but it doesn't quite get to the fat burning because metabolism is just so low. You need to go through a complete metabolic overhaul in order to re-regulate your dysregulated metabolism. So, remember, sleep Lack of sleep leads to rationed metabolism, therefore lowering it. Number two, this one's easy. So, when it's too hot in your bedroom, then you don't burn fat as much, right? Why is that? That is simply because the body is putting a lot of resources into staying cool, right? It doesn't, it's, it's focusing on, again, survival, staying alive, not overheating. So, even though it's super nice to be all rugged up in all of these blankets, once you're into deep sleep, if the body is spending its resources trying to stay cool by sweating and, and not only just trying to stay cool, but when the body is too hot for uh, being in a state of sleep and being, you know, deeply unconscious, the body can't get into those deep brainwave states because, again, it's overheating. It's got dysregulation going on. So, I believe research shows that the optimal temperature for your bedroom should be about 18 degrees and actually sleep quality is even improved by the air moving in the bedroom really, really subtly. So, having a window open, obviously not at the cost of letting light in or extra sound because those things disrupt your sleep as well, but or even just the fan... Just really subtle, just moving the air around the room. But the temperature is super important. And the higher the body temperature, the higher the room while you're asleep, then the restriction on fat loss because most of your fat loss happens when you're asleep. But the point is that if the body's spending its energy regulating the environment and not doing the immunological functions and the fat burning functions and all of the benefits that happen during your deep sleep phases because it can't get into deep sleep because it's too hot, then the fat loss isn't going to happen. So picture this, right? Unlocking your potential, conquering emotional eating and gaining insights directly from a health and nutrition expert such as myself. That's what we do inside the Healthy Mums Collective Facebook group, which is currently free to join. If you've ever felt trapped by food challenges, struggled with maintaining a healthy lifestyle, or yearned for a community that understands the reasons why you've yo-yo dieted for years, then there's a new chapter waiting to be written. And this is your chance to start writing it by joining us all on Facebook Lives, on engaging posts that push you out of your comfort zone and into growth, and Q&A sessions with me. All of this works as a platform to begin changing your emotional eating problems for good. Oh, and also, as a special gift, you receive my transformative How to Turn Food into Self-Confidence ebook. And that's also for free. I get it. Skepticism might linger. You might think, Maddie, I've heard these ads and I'm not sure. Well, at least a quarter of the members inside the Healthy Mums Collective Facebook group have been paying clients of my emotional eating program at some point over the last three or four years. So if you're not sure, you can post in the group and ask to find out if I'm the real deal or not. It's totally up to you. To join us in the free Healthy Mums Collective and to end your emotional eating and feel good in your own skin and begin that journey, pop down to the show notes below, click the link and breeze through three simple entry questions. Join today and let's embark on a journey of growth and empowerment. The link is in the show notes below. All right, number three. So longer sleep is 
Longer sleep means longer in the fat burning state. Now that makes a lot of sense, right? So most of the fat burning, uh, most of the fat burning that happens, the fat loss that happens, happens when you're asleep. So this is a simple logic of numbers, right? So if you want to lose a bunch of weight and you're undersleeping by 25% each night, so you're meant to be, you know, sleeping eight hours and you sleep six, you're, you know, you're not just pushing your result out by 25% because you're dysregulating a bunch of other systems. So, you're really screwing with the numbers there. So, it's simple. The longer you sleep, the longer you're in a fat-burning state. Now, remember when we sleep, for most people, it's about a 90-minute sleep cycle where we cycle in and out of deep sleep states. So, a lot of the fat burning happens when you're in the transformative brainwave states. And this is where we get into deep sleep. So, your brainwaves goes into all sorts of different uh, brainwave states as we go in and out of these sleep states and in and out of consciousness. Now, delta waves are the deep. That's when we're deep. That's when, And when, if you're really good at meditation, you can enter these consciously. But the idea is that most of the fat burning happens. And it's also coincidentally when most of your human growth hormone, for those that are interested in building muscle, is released, is when you're in these delta waves. And you've got to be in deep sleep. And remember, as I just said in point two, when the temperature is too high, we really struggle to get down into these deep states of sleep. So, remember, these these all um, work together in, in unison, all of these factors that I'm talking about. So, the longer you sleep the better the fat burning results. And if you cut that short, you dysregulate everything and you're less likely to spend time in those deep states, right? Number four, the prefrontal cortex. Now, if you put your hand up wherever you are right now, you won't look like a crazy person. I want you to put your index finger in the middle of your forehead, right? So, that there, your forehead and what's behind that part of your skull is the prefrontal cortex. It's a part of your brain. Now, when you are sleep deprived, this, this prefrontal cortex goes out of control, Firstly, what is the prefrontal cortex for? So, the prefrontal cortex is for rational thinking, it's for self-control, it's for logic, it's for thinking about whether things are a good idea or a bad idea, it's for making intelligent decisions in a conscious state, right? Now, the prefrontal cortex, when you're sleep-deprived, loses some resources. Remember before I said that some of the systems switch off when you're in these deprived states because it's like, oh, we don't need that, we don't need that to survive, we're going into an emergency situation by just keeping the essentials running. One of the things that has its resources withdrawn is the prefrontal cortex and that's why when you're sleep-deprived, you're more likely to experience cravings for food, you're more likely to eat like shit when you're tired because you can't have these rational conversations with yourself. The prefrontal cortex is not being engaged. It's just going straight to, yep, calorific foods. We're in an emergency state that we're awake too long. We need to run, we need, you know, we need to run this ship on less than we would normally like to. So we need to go get pizza. We need to go get chocolate. And so it's prefrontal cortex not being engaged, this happens for people all the time. You know, do you have trouble in your relationships? Do you have trouble in your work? Do you have trouble everywhere in your life? If you can see this pattern, maybe it's because you've been on a long-term sleep debt for years. And I should clarify sleep debt and I will in a second. But maybe you've been in a long, long-term long sleep debt and you're You've now it's just become a personality trait. You're just someone that's a bit fiery and you're someone that just, you know, everything kind of gets to me and I'm just that guy. That's just who I am. 
I am going to suspect that your prefrontal cortex has not had the correct amount of resources for an extremely long time and therefore this has evolved into being a part of your personality when in actual fact, if you spent the time to recover that sleep debt, you would find your temperament would be much, much better and your way to work your way through problems, emotional, physical, mental, work-based, relationship-based, whatever, your capacity to engage with these and solve those problems would be much greater. Now, quickly on the sleep debt. So, what's a sleep debt? So, most people are meant to sleep about eight hours. So, we say eight hours, but a sleep cycle is about 90 minutes. So, that would put most people, you know, at about seven and a half to nine. So, we just say eight because it's in the middle. But really, seven and a half to nine hours is the sweet spot for most people. Now, a sleep debt is anything where you sleep less. So, if you sleep on average nine hours every night or you're meant to, sorry, if you are meant to sleep nine hours every single night and you sleep six, right, then your sleep debt for last night was three hours. You're in a sleep debt of three hours. Now, if you times that by seven, it's because you get the same kind of sleep every single night, then what are we at? Seven times three, we've got 21. We're in a sleep debt of 21 hours. And the brain records this. The brain literally records this sleep debt. And then it goes for Ever, right? It goes for years and years and years and years and we're in a sleep debt forever. And then we just say, oh, I can't actually sleep longer than five hours. Or we start bragging about it. Entrepreneurs are really bad for that. They're bragging about their lack of sleep, which as I might have talked about before, can actually result in a lack of IQ. So, it's not anything to brag about. I actually talked about it with um, Kate Keegan, who is the narcolepsy expert. We discussed this kind of stuff on episode 24 if you want to go back and check that out. All right, the next one. So, they did a bit of a research study for people that were in a calorie deficit, whether this be through intermittent fasting or whether it be just on a conventional diet. There was no diet in this research that was specified. And again, it comes back to the prefrontal cortex. So, a group of people on an eight and a half hour sleep that were, and they, these people were in a calorie deficit. So that meant that they were going to burn fat. That's the logic. And so they measured their fat loss um, and f- figured out where it was. And then that group had their sleep hours cut down to five and a half hours. So let's say a sleep debt of three hours per night. And the study found that there was a fat loss reduction of up to 55%. It's insane, right? So uh, 55% across the course of this study. So it's massive. And just think about it. These guys were in a study. How, how many, which you know, has a defined period of time? How many years have you been in a sleep debt? Are you going to change it? I hope you are after listening to this. <laughs> All right, number six sleep debt impairs your ability to build muscle because. When you're in a sleep debt, your body uh, prioritizes protein synthesis. So, it goes for the muscle. So, it, the body doesn't often cannibalize itself by going to the muscle. But when you're in a severe sleep debt, it does, right? And it also slows down the production of human growth hormone. That's the stuff that helps us burn the fat and build muscle that happens deep when we're in those deep brainwave states, right? But when we're in an impaired state of sleep debt, we're dysregulating the system, the the system chooses to start burning muscle by upscaling protein synthesis and slowing down fat loss and muscle growth. This is all the shit we don't want. <laughs> and don't forget that being in this state increases cortisol in the system, the stress hormone, which also has a negative effect on the human growth hormone, right? So, you know what? Get, get some sleep, guys, because if you go into the gym or you've got some fat loss goals or some muscle building goals, your lack of sleep is screwing with it, right? <laughs> 
Now, the final one. The final one is super interesting, right? So, number seven is that melatonin increases brown fat activity and growth. Remember, melatonin is that chemical in your brain that signals the body and the brain to go to sleep. It it says, all right, guys, you know, the sun's been down for a while. Now, the body can actually go into a state of rest and repair. Now, the problem is that our phones and looking at any screen that has blue or white light disrupts that. Right, So, the melatonin is connected to the circadian rhythm of the sun and the earth and that's better than you know, any type of me- time measurement system that we might possibly have because it's inherently connected to the earth and the sun. Our body is connected, right? And that's not woo-woo, that's, act- that's what actually happens. When the sun comes up, it signals to- goes into your eyes and it signals to the body to switch off the melatonin production so that you can be awake and functioning. But once the sun goes down then we are able to then the information that goes into our eyes is that there's no no more of the sun so the brain's like okay we got to release melatonin to put everything to sleep problem is screens trick our brain into thinking that the sun is still up right our brains are confused so it means the body goes to sleep for 8 hours let's say but melatonin still takes another 3 hours of having our eyes closed in order for the bo- the brain to say oh okay the sun's down so we've got to stop tricking our system like we need to turn the screens off turn the phones off turn the lights off or at least at the very least get, download iris it's a phenomenal app or twilight flux is okay but the re- the others that i just mes- mentioned are far more powerful Now, download these onto your phones, onto your computers because they make the screen red. It'll take a while to adjust to, but it's worth it. I've got red globes all throughout my bedroom. It really makes a difference on your sleep quality. I highly recommend doing that or making that shift. Now, it'll feel a little bit like you're in a brothel, (laughs) but you'll get used to it. (laughs) So, anyway, back to melatonin. Having melatonin in the body and being released by the brain, it increases brown fat activity. Now, brown fat is the good fat. That's what we want. But it activates the fat loss of white fat, right? So, having brown fat increase in its activity and growth is good because it promotes the bad fat loss. The, the fat that we want to get rid of, the fat that's hanging off our booty, the fat that's hanging off our stomach, the, you know, the, the gross fat that's accumulated in bad places for the body. So, having melatonin in the body increased for the full eight hours of your sleep, right? Which I say that because that was what would happen if you weren't staring at your screen five minutes before bed, then that would increase the brown fat activity and growth, which would burn the white fat. So, these are super, super exciting things because they're all in our control by just simply getting more sleep. That's how we change this. We get more sleep. And point seven, the last one I just mentioned, means that we just need to cut out the blue and white light a little earlier. I challenge you. I challenge you to add just one hour before bed where you turn your phone off. All right, or you put it to flight mode, you put the red screen on and you put it away and you go to bed. You're buying yourself one hour of improved sleep there, right? And it all starts with small decisions, right? All the little things, all the little behaviors that we choose to engage with or stay at the party longer or I want to stay up and watch this show or I can't, I have to watch this next next show on Netflix, whatever it is. These are all small little agreements that you're making with yourself. You're, you're agreeing that having this sleep sacrifice is completely worth it, right? And and again, remember that this is societal programming, but it's, in, it's your responsibility to reprogram that for yourself. Now, there's a bunch of different foods that can aid this and one of those is racial 
reishi mushrooms. I love banging on about mushrooms, but there's a heap of clinical data around reishi mushrooms and you can get to sleep faster using these. You can increase the overall sleep time and increase deep anabolic sleep, the deep stuff where you're burning the fat and the human growth hormone is up. So you can have a tea or you can have a, a latte, a reishi mushroom latte, or you can add it to any kind of drink. It comes, you know, you can e- eat them, of course, um, but it, you can also get it as a ground, dried ground powder that you can add to all sorts of different drinks. Now, as I've mentioned before, information doesn't really drive change, right? I've learned this as being a public speaker on podcasts, on stages around the world, on, you know, in front of 10 people, in front of 5,000 people, whatever number I'm standing in front of. Information doesn't drive change. That's the big thing I've learned. What drives change is rewiring your belief system about sleep. That's what drives change. Right, and it's the same with diet. I can ju- I can sit on here on the podcast and spit out all the facts of every food and every, you know, sleep and every stress management activity and every everything, but it doesn't drive change because your belief systems are wired into your brain. So how we change that is changing your belief about sleep. Right, and a little exercise you might want to do is simply each morning or each night write down a list of five to ten things that would benefit in your life from an increase focus on sleep or increasing your sleep quality, right? This is how we start creating new neurological connections in the brain so that you can start connecting sleep to those positive outcomes. If you're a business owner, maybe it's productivity, maybe it's um, impacting more lives. I'm definitely, uh, you know, a person that's motivated by impact. You know, I'm not really money motivated person at all. I'm motivated by helping you guys, you know, which sounds a bit cliche and lame, but it's actually true. It's my truth. Like, I'm motivated by helping people. And the truth is that having better sleep allows me to do that even better. So, maybe if you're someone that has kids serving your kids or maybe you're a teacher or something, you know, serving those children happens better when you're a fully functioning, not dysregulated person, right? So, I encourage you to write down a list of five to 10 things every single night and associate those as benefits of sleep. This is just a a small little increment in order to start rewiring belief systems about sleep because currently most people's belief systems sit around, well, it can be the first thing to go when I need to fit anything else into my schedule and that is a very poor belief system. All right, so it's been a good episode, eh? We fly through these. Maybe I should make these longer. I don't know. What do you guys think? Um, Tell me if you think this is a good time or you think I should go. Maybe 40 minutes is, is a good spot. I don't know. I'm a public speaker. I could bang on about this stuff for ages. But anyway, um, I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode, linking sleep to fat loss. They're inherently linked. They always will be. And there's going to be no supplement that can cheat this system ever. And if it can, it's going to come at a biological cost. So guess what? you're better off just getting to bed earlier, (laughs) right? Anyway, guys, as usual, if you love this episode, please share it with a friend if you think they could benefit or take a screenshot and upload it to social media. Tag me on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, whichever one floats your boat and be sure to reach out and say, hey, of course. Um, We'd be super grateful if you could do that. Thank you so much. And I will catch you on the next episode. Thanks, guys. See ya. Thanks for listening to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. If you love this episode and health information is your thing, then please consider subscribing to the show. And when you're done, head over to iTunes, Google Podcast, or whichever app you use. And we'd be grateful if you could leave us a five-star rating and write a review sharing your opinion on the show as it really helps the podcast grow. Thanks so much and I'll see you on the next episode. 
presented that feature on this podcast endeavor to provide accurate information. It cannot possibly take into account your individual circumstances, and therefore the content on this podcast provided by any of the speakers is not intended as advice in any way for any individual and should not be a replacement for professional medical or health advice of any nature. Always seek advice regarding your personal situation from a qualified medical professional.